Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 294. Yeah, tell your story. Your story is the most unique thing about you. In an era where, you know, internet marketers are a dime a dozen, everyone everyone has access to all the fancy tools. But one thing that's going to set you apart is people buying into who you are, where you come from, what struggles you had to get there, and what you're all about ultimately. So tell your story. Are you ready for it factors? success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge. Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Are you opening a restaurant and stressing out with where to start? Or perhaps you've already opened your restaurant and you're finding yourself completely overwhelmed with the day-to-day task that only you know how to do. If you feel this way, I've got good news. You don't have to do it alone, nor should you regain control of your business and your life with restaurantsowner.com. And if you go to restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable, you will get a 10-day pass for only $1. Get on it. Hiring a consultant to train your staff and to improve your restaurant can be expensive. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could just get advice from world champion baristas and leading restaurant consultants without spending thousands of dollars? Tipsy believes you should have the chance to learn new skills whenever you need to, which is why they have hundreds of hospitality courses available for only $9 a month. To give you a little something extra, as a restaurant unstoppable listener, you can also get 50% off your first month. All you gotta do is Click the tipsy banner in the show notes. Get on it. So with excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guests, Jared Truby and Chris Baca. Jared, Chris, you guys, I know the answer, but you got to tell me anyway. Are you feeling unstoppable today? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> you, you cannot handle it. It's going to be so real. Yes. You blew my speakers out, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, Jared and Truby, uh, sorry, Jared Truby and Chris Abaca first met at the Western Regional Barista competition in 2006. Years later, each had a light bulb go off in their head, realizing that life is short and the best way to live it was by doing the things you're most passionate about with the people who bring out the best version of you and sharing that passion and positive energy with the communities around you and the best time to start that journey is now an amazing realization to have thus cat and cloud was born we'll learn more about what that is but this is just scratching the surface of who you guys are and what you're about uh let's get that motivational inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra hit it dude my favorite quote or mantra is really simple it's actually the name of an album but it's talk minus action equals zero And what that means for me and Jared, you could probably elaborate on this, is that so many people have so many good ideas in their mind just waiting to come out. And if you have those, I think you should just implement, set the steps necessary and just go get it. Get it out of your head and into the world. I dig it. And uh, Jared, did you want to share something? 
Yeah, mine mine is honestly without amazing people, nothing is possible. Mm. And that's where I'm at. It's so true. And I mean, I've only got to listen to a few of your episodes. I think one of your very first, I listened to the episodes with Sam uh, Louis Vuitton. I know that's not his last name, but I can never remember how to say it. Who was another past guest of mine? <laughs> that guy is awesome. Say his name so we can do him justice. Lewontin. Yes, thank you. And uh, the most <laughs> recent episodes you guys done, and you guys have a great show. You have great chemistry. You're putting gold out into the world and you truly are living up to your mission of just putting that positivity out there. And, uh, you know, I want to share a quote from your about page. That I think is just totally, uh, going to just drive with everything that's going along so far. And that is, uh, we share information freely and believe that this is the key to moving our industry forward. And uh, that alone is just so powerful, guys. I love what you're doing. So thank you. Oh, thank you. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, I want to learn more about how you guys, uh, like, I guess, met. So let's just kind of dive into uh, how Cat and Cloud came to be in like the next five minutes. Go, Chris. I'll okay. elaborate. Yeah, we met at a barista company competition back in 2006 ish and it was our first competition that we'd done together we were living in completely different places he was in chico and i was in a small town in the central valley and we were both really new to this world of specialty coffee but we were both super intrigued and we met backstage so there's this big prep room behind like where all the magic takes place and we just kind of saw each other there was a bunch of people who just didn't look like us and we <laughs> I looked at jared i'm like this dude looks normal and he's like yeah you look pretty normal too so we just started talking to each other and became instant friends and everything just started to click from there awesome. i was moving on to san francisco to go work at ritual coffee roasters okay. and he moved down to santa cruz from chico to help start verve coffee roasters so we were working for different companies he would come up to the city all the time and they would come by the coffee bar where I was at. And we just ended up chatting and chatting more and sending weird emails at like five thirty in the morning to each other. <laughs> and it just evolved. And awesome. I was looking for a little life change and he was like, you should come to Santa Cruz work with us. And I did. Nice. Yeah. So we picked, we picked up Chris and, uh, we had a good run there. I'd, I worked at Verve All In for about seven years. Chris was there for, what, five, five and a half or so. Yeah. So let's put a timestamp on this real quick. Uh, 2006 yep. is when you met. What year are we in now? Uh, when I moved to Santa Cruz, it was 2009. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. So we rolled through basically 2014 together. Okay. And through that time, we both, uh, I won a regional briefs competition. Chris and I both made the national finals. He got third place. That was all 2012. Um, I'd created a training system and Chris improved dramatically the barista technical side of that, um, training system. And I did a lot of retail focused training there and we expanded Verve to three stores and a roastery. Um, not literally us, but along with, you know, the team there and we were, you know, helped do that. And then we kind of over the years learned to find our ceilings. We got to, I was the head of retail for Northern California. Chris was the head of business development running all wholesale and we kind of saw, um, our values start to depart from the company values and it was kind of the beginning of the end for that. Um, and we don't need to go too much more into that, but no, Chris I think, decided to do a thing. Are you want to, well, what I want to know is what were your values? A big part of values was continuous growth and education. Um, and I definitely reached a point where I was more at a place where it was time to listen and do what was told than to be able to, um, than to be able to help, mm. to be honest with you. That's how I felt. Um, 
And so that was that was kind of the end for me. And from being there from the beginning until this point, I felt like I had a lot more to give. But it was basically like you, I was given the timestamp of like, okay, you're like your major contribution contribution is done, and we have all these other people to do things moving forward. And so I was like, well, I have a lot more to give. I think it's time for me to transition. Cool. There's also a little key pivotal pivotal like time point like right around 2010 we moved into the same house together okay and at that time we also launched a blog that we both started to do and the blog was called true baka which was a combination of our last names true and baka together yes. and the blog was a really big outlet for us because we always had these crazy ideas and we were like really vicious about our ideas we're like this this could be so much more all of these things could be <laughs> so much more and whether it was like <laughs> people just following industry trends for trend sakes or just like staying in waters that were safe and uncharted. We're like, you know, we need to explore what's out there. So that was our almost like precursor to the podcast and the things we do now. And a lot of those cat and cloud values. Awesome. So, uh, unless there's anything else you guys want to touch about on, like on how cat and cloud came to be, I'm really curious about your professional lives and how, um, you evolve professionally and it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it seems like cat and cloud isn't just the blog and the podcast, but you guys now are, uh, shop owners. You own cat and cloud cafe too, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Yes. Before we jump into that, I do have to give a major shout out. Yeah. We had a transition period to um, we both ended up working at a company called the French Press and Dune Coffee Roasters in Santa Barbara. Okay. And they were a big support to get our company going. They allowed us to roast coffee and start our podcast while working for them. So yeah. that I just have to get that out of the way. And then sorry, well, refer yeah, back no, to your let's question. absolutely go further into that because I love. Uh, you know, the, the big part of this podcast is to pull back the layers and to, ha- to find out how it all came together. So let's dive in deeper. Let, let's really find out how it all came together and when you guys made, you know, or when this vision of being, uh, you know, owners kind of came into play uh, and how you kind of got from there to where you are now. Chris, yeah. you got to start because it starts with your story. Let's do it. So there's a third person in play that okay. we're not acknowledging yet, and okay. he's the third business partner in Cat and Cloud, and his name is Charles, okay. and he's got a big history with green coffee and coffee at origin and also happens to be a financial wizard, spent a number of years on Wall Street like um, guiding investments for VC funds. So that's his backstory in a nutshell. We had all worked together, and we'd all kind of had similar values and talked about doing something in the future at some like who knows when time and jared was in santa barbara this was after we would both left verve i was in san luis obispo because i had moved to go help start another roasting company with a couple that i'd previously worked for okay so totally different thing jared was involved charles was involved just me jared was in santa barbara and charles was still in santa cruz okay and that for me went terribly 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 wrong <laughs> um <laughs> let's dive into and it, it was we could yeah and, and this is there was a huge discrepancy between what i wanted a company to be and what i thought it was going to be and what my business partners thought this company was going to be and the catalyst like of it was there's this big annual coffee convention it's the scaa specialty coffee association of america as an annual conference everybody goes there's booths it's a big trade show there's also where the USBC is, the competitions that we compete in, everything's going down there. So I went with my business partners and Jared went with the French press slash Castle Coffee Roasters crew. Okay. And we're hanging out all weekend. So this is 2000 and what year is this? 
Early 15. Early 15. Okay. Um, keep in mind, Jared and I are like best of friends yeah. since forever. So okay. we're spending tons of time together. And the crew from the French press, they're some of my best friends too. So we're spending like a ton of time this weekend together because the energy is good. It's right. It's all about community. So we get back from that show to San Luis Obispo. And this was like the biggest shocker to me ever. My business partner at the time was like, yeah, so like what's going on with you and Jared? And I'm like, yeah, we're like best friends. So you know, <laughs> nothing new, <laughs> nothing new going on there. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe you should start to think about working at the French press. Like, I don't think you're all in on this thing. You're spending a lot of time with all of those people. And this was full on left field for me. And I was like, whoa, it was just kind of like this crazy slap in the face because that's not how I operate. That's not how Jared operates. That's like way departed from our core values, which is like sharing information. You know, we think that by sharing information with everybody, we are elevating the entire mm-hmm. industry of specialty coffee. And that was just like an electric shock to me. And right then I knew I was like, this is not going to work out for the long term. All my eggs are in this basket. This basket's not going anywhere. And that was the start. And so, I reached out to Jared and Charles after that. <laughs> Get specific, We're like, we got to go now. Exactly. I mean, I'm assuming that it was just the kind of the sneakiness of, about the whole situation. But what was it exactly that just didn't jive right with you? Yeah, it was the. It was, I guess, that. Well, he said you couldn't have a blog with me anymore. <laughs> right. That was a thing, too. It's like, yeah, you really shouldn't be blogging. You have fiduciary duties to the company, and these are outside oh, of the. Okay, okay. So I'm so, saying, so basically, it was. Um, they didn't like that you were collaborating with other people outside of the business. That was the big thing that they didn't like. And they were trying to control your freedom to, to communicate and to chase your passion of growing and sharing what you're learning. Yeah, absolutely. And okay. Jared and I, again, are, are best friends. And we were hanging out that whole weekend together and with the other crew. Mm-hmm. And they're worried that I'm like sharing trade secrets, sharing uh, industry secrets, s- secrets when really all night we're basically <laughs> hanging out in our underwear and watching Underworld drinking whiskey, <laughs> which was really what was happening. <laughs> Did we lose the feed? No, no, I'm here, babe. I'm still here. I'm living the dream. I Chris can't hear Eric anymore. No, you're here, dude. Don't worry. I hear you. What? You hear me good? I- Something's going on with my feed. Oh, wait. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you good. sound great. Nothing oh. changed. Whoa, my computer froze for like 35 <laughs> seconds. It's fine. Uh, so, I that mean, was amazing. I, th- I think there's some really uh, cool things to point out here. Um, and I think it's the power of uh, being clear about the, the core values and the vision and where you want to go from an early stage. Would you say that would have maybe helped you early on if you had set those, if you knew where the ship was going from the beginning? Absolutely. 100%. And we did not have that where I was at at the time. And that was definitely a mistake. Mm. And this is early 2015. So what what happened from there? What You made the decision that things weren't right. This isn't right for you. So uh, talk us through how you guys started getting together to to plan Cat and Cloud or Cloud right. and Cat, Cat and Cloud. Cat and Cloud. Cat and Cloud. <laughs> we actually all went on, Chris Charles and I went on a, a camping trip to just kind of get away. Um, and on that camping trip, we kind of decided that we could make a run of it. Uh, we had some interesting strategies to start, but ultimately when we got back, uh, Julia and Todd, we just, uh, they're the owners of the French press. We, okay. we sat them down and talked to them and we're like, Hey, 
you know, if, if Jared myself keeps working for you guys, can Chris come down? Can we roast some coffee one day a week? We'll pay you. And we'll just, we're going to, we're going to open up a coffee company and we're going to look for this store, whatever the storefront is in Santa Cruz. And we're going to probably open it in the next year and a half. And so, um, they ultimately agreed to that, which was really awesome. Allowed us to start roasting coffee. We launched our website. Uh, another friend of ours helped us start getting this podcast going while we were in Santa Barbara. Chris had the unfortunate duty of driving down and working in Santa Barbara two to four days a week because he, in dissolving his partnership, got an NDA and couldn't work in San Luis Obispo and coffee at all. So that was pretty chill for him. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> living on my couch and <laughs> and driving an hour and a half uh to go to work and make you know actually they, they paid him well for like just being able to be a barista so they they took care of us basically okay uh and then the long story short is we happened to get a lease in like a week and a half of looking in two blocks off of our dream location in santa cruz which is insane beautiful and so where is the french press yeah the french in- press yeah, yeah, it's in Santa Barbara, California. They have two stores. One is on State Street, which is the main drag downtown. And then their roastery and other cafe. Actually, I'm sorry, they have three stores. Their roastery and other cafe is on Anacapa and Coda. Okay. And they have a third store in Goleta. Okay, so I'm not really familiar with California. I'm out in uh, New Hampshire, County Hampshire. How far uh, apart gotcha. is uh, Santa Cruz and uh, where, where you wanted to open the Cat and Cloud and where the French Four and a half is? hours. Oh, okay. Four and yeah. a half hours. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So... There's no competition there, and I mean, as far as you know, why wouldn't they want to help you guys? You, you, I mean, Jared, you worked it sounds like really well with these guys, and you're there for them. Like that's what the industry is all about, in my opinion, is is mentoring the next generation and uh, developing the next, uh, you know, I guess wave of professionals. What do you, what do you guys think about that? It was one of the most amazing acts of kindness that I had ever witnessed because specialty coffee is at the point to where it's small enough for the market share small enough to where people do sadly sometimes see every new roaster that pops up as some competition Mm. and they're really seeing this limited piece of the pie and are really protective of their space and the information they share but with julie and todd who own the french press this was not the case at all they were like, anything you need, use our space. You can store your green coffee here. We were shipping mail order out of their warehouse. People would come up while we're roasting like, I love your coffee. And we're like, well, actually, this is different coffee that's going totally somewhere else. And we've had a long relationship with them. And they we helped them do some training when they first started up, too. And it was it was just amazing. Like I can't say enough about them. That And that just kind of just exemplifies what we believe. You know, but look what you're doing right now now chris you're talking to us about how amazing these people are they were there for you they helped you they they were there when you needed the help and they mentored you and now you're sitting here singing their praise you don't think that's good for business i mean it all comes around and it's the people that understand that who get forward in life and who i mean there's i'm sure that there's going to be chances for collaboration in the future because of it like it there's it always comes back around no doubt i love it always 100 percent uh so let me ask unless there's anything else you guys want to uh spin off of what we're just talking about i want to I don't want to ruin your train of thought. That was it. You nailed I it. I think we're prime time. Awesome. So um, what was going on in your head strategically? I want to know. I mean, a lot of people, when, when they're looking to get started in their food and beverage industry or they're, they're opening their business, they they have a plan. Like, what was your plan at that time to get from point A to point B? Right. So for me, it was all about intention, values, mission, vision. And mm. there is... I've, I feel like I've learned by just watching and observing over all these years 
how not to give a mission or a vision. And a lot of not giving a great mission or a vision is talking about stuff that just sounds cool to the public so that you can say something and everybody's like, ooh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like if you don't talk about a mission and a vision in terms of what actually means something to you that you're going to live out and be passionate about, you're screwed. Like oh. there's no point. So why is that so important? Dive into why that's oh. so important. I think Start, let me count the ways, bro. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it it provides you with the base level roadmap that you can kind of see all the decisions and intricacies of your business through. So if you know at a core level your mission, your vision, your values, these are the things that your company is all about. And we, we're experiencing this now to where we have way more opportunity that we can handle. There's all kinds of things coming up. There's all kinds of ways we could go. And when we're trying to figure out what may or may not be the right decision, instead of having to think about, is this cool right now? Is this trending on social media? What are all the other coffee companies doing? We can just take a step back and look at these opportunities through the lens of our mission, vision, and values. Mm. And we can easily see which ones we need to do, how we need to do them, and where it goes from there. Mm. Right. Because I mean, people are smart and anybody who gets down the line in your business and finds that you're not staying true to those things and you're not being yourself, they're going to automatically fall out of love with their work and they might not even realize it until they're so toxic that they're ruining your business. Mm, so true. I love it. So, uh, Jared, you said your plan, your initial plan at the, during this time was uh, finding your intention, uh, finding your values, finding your mission. What other things were coming into play during this early time before uh, things came to fruition? As far as like actual work or, or just planning? Yeah, like what was going on through your, your mind? Like you're coming together with Chris, uh, you're, you're going to open a coffee shop eventually. Um, right. W- was there any strategy uh, to how you got from that, that period of this is what we want to do and now we're doing it? Yeah, so there was a ton of building out and orientation and breaking down all of the intricacies of what we would like into kind of like a, a four-letter acronym to allow people to kind of judge themselves based on on four things. And, and a big part of that is, to me, it's really important for people to be able to have some sort of autonomy to like be themselves. I don't want to have such a I want a structured workplace so that people can say I'm doing a good job Mm -hmm. and some of the things can be black and white Mm -hmm. and there can be the duality there. But then you need to be able to have the places for people to just like act on their on their just personal drive and the authenticity that's in them and their ability Mm -hmm. to create and be. And that uh, was a huge part of this thing for me. So Mm -hmm. it was just building all that into an orientation process so that we could deliver something that actually correlated to what we were going to be doing long term and be able to speak to that vision in a way that was compelling so that honestly like I said if we don't have people to come with us and do this we're never going to be successful I love and it. so I we also talked about uh career paths and like in planning to do the business differently so that it wasn't um so bureaucratic in the long run and it's not so specifically positional and that like you just go here then here then here then here then here okay so it, it was uh in you said early 2015 where you guys came together and started working together at the french press correct me if i'm wrong you're right correct. okay cool and um it was july uh early july i believe is when i saw your first episode come out so in that uh let's we'll say six months um, was the podcast going to be a way to kind of drive traffic to, dr- to create buzz around the cafe that you were going to be creating? And when did the actual uh, Cat and Cloud Cafe open? 
Well, we knew we were going to do the cafe, and the podcast wasn't created specifically to drive buzz around the okay. cafe. The podcast was kind of an extension of the blog that we'd done in years past. Got it. Before we started doing the podcast, we relaunched the blog, got into a lot of writing, and we're listening to a bunch of podcasts at the time and said, you know, we need a podcast. And it was more about sharing information and ideas about specialty coffee than generating any kind of buzz for ourselves, which some people thought we were kind of weird for because they're like, you're interviewing other roasters. You're interviewing other baristas. Like, don't you think that's going to take away from your shine? And it's like, it's not about our shine. It's about the industry as a whole. And how did your core values tie into what you were doing? How did that parallel? How did your core values parallel with what you're doing with Cat in the Cloud and what you're doing with the actual Cat in the Cloud Cafe? Right. Well, a lot of it was our ability to ask questions and bring up and kind of test um, industry trends. Like a lot of mm. times our industry being so young, I understand why people end up being followers. They look and it's, tra- it's traditional, it's historical. The loudest people are the ones that are quote unquote right and they become the trendsetters and we're trying to not officially set a trend. We're trying to get like a conversation going, have our own input, challenge things that we've always felt like were bullshit, if I'm allowed <laughs> to say that on the internet. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then also allow people though to have their, their side of it and have their conversation about it and not be about it being essentially right or wrong, just talk about it and allow people to come to their own conclusions which authenticity was honestly like the biggest thing for Chris and I always and the lack of ability to be afraid of doing something because you enjoy it in our industry. Like I hate following. I love pioneering, but everybody obviously thinks they love pioneering. I only like pioneering because it's true to like who I am and it feels different right now. Not because I have to do something different to be cool. If that makes sense. No, absolutely. It does. I love it. And, uh, man, there's so many thoughts going through my head right now. So many directions I want to go in with this conversation. Um, Let's talk about the actual cafe and opening the cafe and what that was like. Woo. Okay. <laughs> so we had one really big stroke of luck early on, which is, as Jared said, we found our location within like two weeks of looking. And it, the location where our cafe is, is two blocks from this big old barn that was, it's a block and a half from the ocean, right by the water in the old neighborhood we used to work at. And Jared and I would walk by that place all the time and be like, if we could have a cafe anywhere on earth, we want it to be right there. And the spot that we ended up finding was just two blocks away, That's same awesome. street, everything. So that was amazing. Um, from then there, it was a combination of putting together, like starting to put together those trainings, missions, values coupled with the stress of like, oh, okay, we have to pay for this thing now. We need to pay for rent. We need to figure out how we're going to get money and start that ball rolling. Also, we lived in Santa Barbara and Santa Cruz, uh, San Luis Obispo still at this time. Okay. Many hours away. So let's put uh, what month, and it was 2015, what month was it when you started you know, realizing that this is going to be your spot where you, where you got, you know, you find your space? Where, where are we in the timeline there? We got our lease in like June, right? Okay. Yeah. So uh, we knew it was going to take a while and permitting in this town in Santa Cruz okay. is actually a nightmare. So it was a full year from lease signed to open okay. when it could have honestly been six months since the permit holds up. Awesome. But I love how you I love how you had both of these things going at once. I love how you're taking people on the journey of what you're going through. You're you're learning as you're going, you're networking, you're creating buzz around your business, you're sharing your passion, your passion, which in return is uh 
when you when you share your passion, you put positivity out into the world. It's going to come back to serve you. I mean, how many great people did you attract onto yourself because of what you were putting out into the world? I'm curious about. Oh, it's been crazy. And it's actually a really different way of thinking than I was used to because I'm kind of my nature is like I'm a little tight wound sometimes and I'm a little protective. So doing this journey and like sharing all these things was one of the first time that I'd really been kind of vulnerable in the public sector and people just loved it. They loved hearing about like all the challenges associated with opening a new business, like our struggles to get funding our struggles to get through permitting to be able to get the roaster installed and these are things that maybe like you know in years gone past i would have associated i'm like oh you can't talk about that stuff that makes you sound weak or whatever but that's not the case at all it's it's just crazy how many people our story resonates with mm-hmm. well i mean we can't forget humans are driven by like human emotion and connection and so when you, they hear these things they're all going through these things in their own way shape or form mm-hmm. and it's like if we can't get people to feel something at all about what we're doing, then honestly, I think we're just we're just selling like a, a something to check a box. It's like it's whack to me. Mm-hmm. I have the hardest time. You know, there's just a, a couple things I really just want to shine a light on. We really didn't give uh, enough credit to the fact that you both had. I mean, you met in 2006. You were in the industry for at least nine years, uh, getting experience, fine tuning your craft, learning the industry, and developing the skills you're going to need to one day open your your own place, which we didn't put enough emphasis on that huge. Um, and the other thing is you had each other, which I think is another big part of it. Uh, I, I believe partnerships uh, are the way to go just because you need to, you need multiple strengths. You need to wear multiple hats and you're not going to be amazing at everything. Uh, so that part of it's huge. And you even brought in another guy, your finance guy, which I think is really smart. Um, but the most important thing that I think we just need to really shine light on is you didn't wait until the doors open to start. You started your uh, living intentionally, uh, defining your values, uh, developing your mission before the, any brick and mortar uh, things came into play. Uh, and that just putting that out there and uh, getting clarity and uh, just finding out what matters to you is so important. Like you said, Jared, when when just trying to create your what it is you're trying to do, because that's what's going to be your roadmap for the rest of your life. Uh, and you guys put so much emphasis on that. I just want to really shine a light on that part of your story. Anything you guys want to reflect on what I just shared? That was nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so um, I want to find out now. I mean, you've been doing, I think, almost 100 episodes. I counted. You've been doing this uh, one episode a week for the past a little over a year and a half now. Is that right? So right. what are some of the biggest things you've learned through the podcast, through surrounding yourself with incredible people and um, just uh, putting your business together? What, what have been the biggest aha moments for you along this journey? For me, a lot of it actually is confidence. So for whatever reason over my career... And this is uh, actually, this is Jared speaking, by the way. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Jer- yeah, this is me, JT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> over the years, um, for whatever reason, I'd almost been trained negatively to not believe that what I thought was important actually mattered or fit into the workplace on a bigger level than just like my crazy weird ideals. And Chris always did agree with me, but through talking with all of these people through many different cafes and parts of the world and things, it's honestly built my confidence in that like 
everybody is just a human being, right? They're trying to do a good job. Nobody actually has it perfect. If you listen to these people in their podcasts, all of them have insecurities. All of them have issues they're dealing with. And it's made me realize that like, I can believe in what I believe in and execute what I believe in. And it doesn't necessarily matter at all if it's in the mold of what everybody finds to be successful. And that was huge. Just hearing people talk about their stories. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I kind of agree with that. I disagree with that. Or I could feel like, man, because of my experience, I feel like I have a lot more knowledge than this person and they're extremely successful. Mm. So if I, if I actually physically do know more about what I'm trying to do than this person and they're successful, then I do have a good shot at it. So learning to trust myself has been huge. And I still am learning to gather that confidence, but that's been really nice. And also just meeting people. I mean, people's stories that like human connection, it's huge for me. I love it. And Chris, do you have anything to add? Yeah. The biggest thing that I've learned through this journey is there's no magic time to start doing what you're doing. If there's something you believe in, you should start now. And that bleeds over into projects that we do and the way we set up our business. A lot of people told us we were crazy because you know, we offer our employees profit sharing, four weeks paid vacation, uh, ability to go on trips, sending wow. people to coffee growing countries. That's to, like, unheard of in this industry, especially in the cafe barista industry, I'm assuming. I don't I don't know it as well, but I'm assuming it's not normal. No. Yeah. And people are like, you guys are crazy. You got to wait till you're, you know, this big and make this much money and have this much extra revenue. And it's been amazing to see the response from our staff just right off the get-go to know that like hey you know we have a profitable month in the cafe you don't get your two paychecks you get two plus the third check all the full-time employees get 10 percent of the bottom line of the cafe it's split between all the employees um next month we're going to seattle we're going to take a couple people with us we have people going to guatemala in a couple months it's it's nuts like it's paying so many dividends just in that people feel like they're part of a bigger community. They're part of something that's bigger than just like, Hey, people come in and we charge you three bucks for coffee. And I I don't know. That's just kind of changed the way that I've thought about everything. It's just, don't wait, just do it. Go nuts. Get your ideas out there. Oh, hold on one second. I gotta go grab something. (laughs) It could be anything. It could be anything. All right. So listening to you guys, No, he's got a, a pamphlet. It's a book. It's a book called "Do the Work." Do the uh, work, and it's by Stephen Pressfield, who is also the author of the art or the War of Art. Uh, awesome book, and so much of what you're saying is in this book that I just finished this morning. Um, first, with you, uh, Jared, saying, "Well, let me preface this, but in the book, he talks about there being uh, resistance." And assistance. And no matter what, there's always going to be resistance. Resistance is your friends telling you it's not possible. The actual work itself, the time, the energy you put into it, the the mistakes you're going to come across, yourself is you yourself are going to be the biggest form of resistance. And for you, Jared, it sounded like that was what was happening. You didn't have the confidence. You didn't trust yourself early on. You were your own biggest resistance. Um, but the trick, the secret to that in the book is say, just start. Just do the work. And then if you do the work, <laughs> the, then you're going to start to have assistance. And then you, yeah. what you're doing, the world is going to see what you're doing. People are going to rally behind you. You're going to come ac- across resources. People are going to love what you're doing. But you need, to, you need to just start doing the work. There's never going to be the right time. That will right. never happen. You just got to start. And when, once you start, once you get that momentum going, things will get easier. And I just it, it's so 
Candy that I just finished this book this morning and you guys are your your two things are start now and you know fight the resistance get the confidence trust yourself beautiful we're tracking on your wavelength man we're right there with you <laughs> California is here with you New Hampshire yes sir <laughs> oh, I love it so um what are some of the other big things you've learned I mean if, if somebody's listening in right now they have a dream to open a restaurant it's a year before they're planning on opening uh what are the things that you would say if you could just give them like three pieces of advice uh, or maybe one? Uh, let's do four pieces of quick advice to each, uh, starting with uh, Jared. Like what's one thing they can start doing now or one thing they can plan on doing to, that will make the process of owning a restaurant better? You need to definitely dissect yourself and be really honest with yourself about what you're good at and what you're not good at mm. and find some support for you to start that as a team. Mm. That is like key and I've already got a great team, and that's that's a big part of it. What are you good uh, at? Other, me? I'm better at putting big pieces together in that it continues to energize me. Like I can talk with people all day and night about how to improve what's going on, and I see what needs to get done. But for me to have to get in and do the exact details, it drives me crazy. It's I can do it, and I do do it all the time. But to be able to get somebody who loves that stuff, and is naturally good at it and help them to achieve those things is really huge. I'm really good at culture and people. That's kind of, that's kind of my thing and the overall vision what's, along with Chris, obviously. What's, what's Chris good at? Chris is pretty <laughs> amazing at marketing. Tell him that yourself. Well, I, I have a couple strengths. Marketing is something that I love. I think one of my biggest gifts is the ability to like break down complex ideas and concepts and make them easy to understand. Okay. So if, for example, Jared had like a big framework idea for, oh, I have this weird like training thing in my mind and he threw a bunch of bullet points at me. I could take that, break it down into really easy to understand actionable steps and then we could yes. have a program. I love it. And listening to you guys, it, it reminds me so much of uh, Gary Vee, which I'm sure you guys are probably familiar with his work if you love podcasts. But he talks, yeah, he talks about being in the clouds and being in the dirt. You got to find out where you belong. It sounds like, Jared, you love living in the clouds. You're a vision guy. You're a why guy. Like This is why we do things. This is why it's important. And you, you like to you know dream. Uh, whereas Chris, I think you it sounds like you have a little bit of that yourself, but you're more of a dirt guy where you like to get in there. You like to build the systems, the the, the structure around uh, the vision. Like, okay, like that's where we want to go. This is how we're going to get there, and this is how we're going to do it. And is that fair to say? Is that a safe assumption, or am I going on a leap here, or am I stretching it? No, you're good. But there's definitely great. a lot of overlap, but I definitely keep it dirty. <laughs> you know what else is funny? What's the, up? The person who drew the cat and cloud is actually Julia of the French press originally. Oh, she nice. drew it, and the cat actually was always Chris, and the cloud was always me. Oh, really? So you were right. Whoa, yeah. that's awesome. Literally in the cloud. <laughs> and I'm, what about Charles? I haven't forgotten that you've only given us one thing so far, so we're going to come back to you, Jared, to get that second okay. big takeaway. But what's Charles? Where's, what's his uh, role? Is it the finance? Is it the books and the numbers? He does all of those things, but he's also got a huge passion for coffee at Origin. So when he left Wall Street, he spent a bunch of time in Africa working for a company called TechnoServe. And what they do is they set up coffee washing stations. He was specifically in Ethiopia and South Sudan and also managed a project in the South Sudan which enabled them to be able to export coffee out of the country. It was one of the first export commodities they'd had in years and years and years and years. And that project actually just came to fruition a couple of years ago. So he is numbers, but to say that he's just numbers is unfair to, to his passion for coffee also. Heard. All right. Back to Jared. What is uh, that 
second big takeaway, that second aha uh, thing that you need to share with our listeners if they're opening a restaurant? I, I think if you're wise, you want to go where you're known and supported and plant a place there. Uh, for us, a big part of starting our business in Santa Cruz, even though we weren't living there, was that we had a following. We knew that these people trusted us and we were going to be able to execute, execute something that was amazing to people who already trusted us, which would help our business get going quicker. If you... If you're from whatever, Manhattan, and you've put in your entire career in Manhattan, and you're like, I'm going to go plan a restaurant in whatever, Boise, Idaho. Yeah. You could be amazingly successful, yep. but it might take a lot longer. There's so much power in that. There's so much weight in that, Jared. I feel like we are only as good as the people, right? Like, and it's those. You're only as good as those relationships. So why start from scratch? Why not start where you have roots? Why not build off those roots that are already planted? I love it. Um, all right, Chris. Uh, Ooh. Blow us out of the water, man. Knock us away with some awesome uh, just key takeaways from the past two years. Someone who's starting a business needs to have a platform on which they can tell their story. And I think this is so important because your story is golden. Mm -hmm. Nobody (laughs) has your story. We're looking at my cat right now. Sorry, I'm (laughs) done. (laughs) Max is there. I have bad enough ADD as it is, guys. You're not not helping. Dude, seriously. (laughs) You and Jared are are trying to jump on my team right there. Sorry. (laughs) He's out of control. Max, calm down. Yeah, tell your story. Your story is the most unique thing about you. In an era where, you know, internet marketers are a dime a dozen, everyone everyone has access to all the fancy tools. Mm. Fancy cameras, anybody can generate like pretty pictures on Instagram. They can hire someone to brand, you know, make them a nice logo, kill a website pretty easily, no big deal. But one thing that's going to set you apart is people buying into who you are, where you come from, what struggles you had to get there, and what you're all about, ultimately. Mm. So tell your story. Get a I platform. Love I love That's it. number one. Number one, number two, nail it. Number two is off the beaten path a little bit, and it's make sure you balance this startup with your mental and physical health. It is so easy to get run down in the build out process. And you're going to see a list of a never ending list of things to do. And you're not going to get to the end of it anytime soon. And it would behoove you to schedule in some time to where like, okay, this is where I'm going to decompress. This is where I'm going to go to the gym. This is where I'm just going to take a half hour and meditate or just think for a while. Those things are necessary if you're going to make it in the long haul, you can work yourself into the ground, still not get everything done. So you need to plan for your mental and physical health. I love Boom. it. I love it. All right. We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. But first, we got to get a failure. So real quick, uh, come together. Think of one thing you guys just really screwed up bad. Uh, what you learned from that and why you're better now because of it. <laughs> Oh, oh man! man. <laughs> <laughs> what do we fail on super hard, Chris? Jeez, <laughs> uh, the list is long and distinguished. I'm sure. Mm, yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's Top Gun. Shit! That's I can't think of anything off the top. You're you're too good. Um, failure, man. I was gonna use the my business. In but we slow, talked about it? it already. I know we talked about it already. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm losing it right now. So I would let's let's just kind of talk about that real quick again to summarize and just really put emphasis on what you you got from that experience. Yeah, I well, I think the biggest takeaway that I had from that. And just to, that, I'm going to put a break here real quick. We're talking okay. about uh, when you uh, were working with this company. I can't remember the name of the company uh, and. 
their values were different from your values and you jump ship to follow your what was important to you is that the story we're talking about yeah okay yeah. cool cool beautiful yeah I, I think that it's important if you have partners partners can be beautiful but you need to make sure you're aligned and have a really similar moral compass because a lot of things can shift over the course of a business and there's things that can pivot, you know, if you have these mission, vision and values that you're looking through everything to like, I feel like Jared and I could transition into an entire other business. Like we love coffee. We love the cafe culture. We love the specialty coffee industry, but it's not off the rails to say that one day we may own a bar, we may own a restaurant or we may own some, I don't know, weird thing that ships stuff to China. But I feel so comfortable about Jared and Charles's moral compass is so aligned with mine that I feel completely safe in any transaction we have. And I just did not have that before. Mm. I just didn't know to look for it in the beginning. So important. I love it. Uh, You can't put enough emphasis on that. So I'm happy we went back to it. And we're going to break real quick to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. After studying over 300 successful restaurant professionals, I've discovered that to be successful in the restaurant industry, you need skills that go far beyond knowing how to cook. All of our guest mentors are damn near experts on business operations, systems, and culture. That is not a coincidence. That is what it takes to be successful. This is exactly why I tell everyone I know who wants to open a restaurant or is in the restaurant business to get a membership to restaurantowner.com. For only $29 a month, you have access to over 300 templates, including business plans, checklists, forms, manuals, and procedures. In addition, you have countless resources at your fingertips to join a community that has helped over 40,000 restaurant owners make better lives for themselves. Head over to restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable and because you are restaurants unstoppable listeners you will get the first 10 days for only one dollar again that's restaurantsowner.com slash unstoppable whether you're just getting started in the restaurant business or if you're a seasoned veteran there's always something new to learn That never ends. (laughs) But what hasn't changed is the time you get to learn. Tipsy has taken everything you need to know and put it in one easy to access location. With Tipsy, you can learn what you want, when you want, by accessing an incredible library of video courses on topics like food and beverage, service, marketing, and business operations. It's basically a one-stop shop for everything you need to run a successful restaurant. You can also use Tipsy as a staff training tool. Through the management platform, you can select the courses that matter to you and schedule them out to your employees in a few simple clicks. Individual memberships are only $9 a month, and as a restaurant unstoppable listener, you receive an extra 50% off your first month. So what are you waiting for? For $4.50, you can have access to this incredible resource right now. Just find the tipsy banner in the show notes. We're back, and the first question I have for you guys is what are your if factors each of you guys give me one thing that you think most contributes to your success a habit a trait a characteristic oh man (laughs) unfailing passion Mm. and that was that was jared chris go 
Organization. I'm incredibly organized. Everything I do is scheduled. And because of that, I tend to not miss a lot of things. I love it. And uh, Jared, what is your biggest weakness? Uh, Getting ahead of myself and being too positive. (laughs) How does that hurt you? Because you can assume things are going to work and get to these conclusions that are maybe slightly uh, intangible. Oh, Unless you work really hard. I can resonate with that. And uh, Chris, go ahead. What's your biggest weakness? I overthink everything. I'm super analytical, and sometimes I get too lost in the weeds, and it prevents me from taking action. You guys are the perfect match. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is one uh, piece of advice you have for leading others? Oh, man. Uh, in order to lead others, you have to definitely be able to meet them where they're at and help them to understand why it's important to to come with you wherever you're going. And it has to make sense in a real level. It can't just be smoke and mirrors. It can't just be rhetoric. It, it has to really mean something to them. And you have to, you know, that goes back to how you hire anyway. Mm, right. You got to hire people who are willing to be led. I love it. I do. And go for it, Chris. If you want to lead others for the long haul, you need to show them a path that they can be on to success, something that can literally change their life and change your life. And you have to be able to share that enthusiasm that you have. That it's so infectious. Beautiful. Dreams. Dreams. Um, what is one question or thing you look for when you're interviewing somebody, whether you're looking at their habits or a question that you ask them to extract some information? Go, Chris. I know you got yours. I ask everybody what the last purchase they made for themselves was and what i get out of this is i like to see where people spend their money and where people spend their time so when was the last time you treated yourself and go for it jerry what do you got uh one of the things i ask people are who is somebody that you look up to in your life that's changed your life and why Mm. And a lot of the times that is hopeful. Well, it depends. You get to hear a lot. You get to hear if they're just straight business focused and they learned a lot from somebody because their intention is to make money or you get to hear that they're morally focused. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And you get to you get to actually hear about their values based on who they talk to. And that's a big part of it. I love it. That's a great one. Uh, What's one thing right now that's really challenging you guys like an industry challenge thing? One thing that's just like a roadblock in your business that you just trying to get past. I feel like we have so much opportunity right now and it's currently outweighing the manpower that we have. So you go ahead, Jer. You're going to jump. Oh, no. Uh, Well, for we have this amazing eclectic team, but they're all young and we're also trying to bring them along on this journey to do something that I personally haven't seen done in coffee yet. So Chris and I are already living in this future, if you will. Right. We're like two years ahead of these people Mm -hmm. and we're trying to get them to come with us. And we're trying to give them skills to do so on the, along the way. So we have this like insane team and there's this, l- I have this lack of patience that I'm just like, I just want you guys to be exactly where I'm at in my head so that we can kill this thing. And, and instead I have to slow down. So how are you dealing with that? Up. How are you dealing with that? How are you getting past that? What are you doing to help yourself deal with it? Uh, systems for sure. External training. I actually, myself, uh, Chris and a couple of our, the people that I've slotted to kind of take on building the structure of this company beyond what I have written and, uh, the actual bare bones of it are, we're going to some external training from, uh, actually the Disney Institute and it's about employee engagement and systems creation and how they do it on that large scale. There's also a training roadmap that Jared's been working on, which actually takes every individual person and kind of looks 
two, two and a half years into the future. So you're building career paths for the entire staff. Right. Breaking those down into what action items do we need to do to get people to be able to do X. I love it. Right. Uh, and I can't help but think about the guest I just had on the show yesterday, Dave Stav- Stavoviak. I'm probably saying his name wrong. I apologize, Dave, if you're listening. But uh, he's a, a, an expert on uh, coaching leaders or just like on leadership in general. And he talks about what a coach is. And a coach is literally something that translates into something that takes people from one, one place to another place. And you have to, as a coach, go to that place where your people are and be empathetic with what the situation they're in and then take them to we, where you are, to what you believe, to what you know to be true. And it takes patience and it's extremely frustrating, but they won't get there on their own. You, you've got to bring them there. And I think uh, that kind of really resonates with what you guys just share with us. So You know it. So real. Beautiful. Uh, let's get the next question you would think I would have these memorized by now. <laughs> What's one thing besides coffee uh, your restaurants do or does really well? And how does that separate you from other restaurants or cafes? It's got to be. It's got to be service. Service it's all day. Hands, hands down. We have this saying that, you know, if someone leaves Cat and Cloud happier than when they came in, we've done our job. And they maybe got coffee. Maybe they didn't get coffee. Maybe they just wandered in off the street and wanted a glass of water. Maybe they were just passing by and we threw them a wave and a shout out and they feel stoked to like carry on their day. It's service. And what's, All day. what's one place we can, uh, we can redirect our listeners to learn the skills, the, the service skills that we need to have to deliver the same service you deliver? Uh-oh, we have to build it still. <laughs> well, the podcast. I would say I'm the just podcast. kidding, the podcast. We talk so about service podcast. a lot on the Cat yeah. Cloud is there, podcast. Is there any like one person in particular that comes to mind that just does it right, that you learn from, that you could redirect people to? We kind of look outside of coffee for a lot. Disney is probably the go-to service awesome. experience. It's true. Provider, uh, I'd, I'd say. I love it. So I guess that kind of is a good segue into the next uh, question, which is what's one book that's a must read for anybody who's looking to be successful in this industry? My favorite is Rework by 37 Signals. And it just challenges a lot of the conventional wisdom that's associated with startup business. And it really grinds into doing less with more manpower wise, funding wise, and Time-wise, it's a really good book for someone who's thinking of diving into starting a startup. And that was Rework? Rework, yeah. And 37 Signals is the company. They invented the Basecamp software. Awesome. Go for it, Jared. Man, the one I think that's probably all-inclusive for me is actually, it's called Creating Magic. It's by a guy named Lee Cockrell. And it, it does go from breaking down... It's just breaking down all the leadership strategies. It's called like 10 Simple... Uh, leadership strategies for uh, from a life at Disney. He was the VP of of uh, at Disney World for Beautiful. something or other. So yeah, I learned a lot from that. Awesome. And uh, what's one piece of technology you guys are currently leveraging at Cat and Cloud that's just really helping you improve communication, uh, efficiency, productivity, or profitability? The Strata AV is one of our espresso machines, and the ability for us to program that thing and our equipment basically in general, I should say it's all built for efficiency, but it's also built for the coffee geek. So it's not um, like your Starbucks plug and play where you just push a button. It's all maneuverable and techie, cool. but you can also make it replicated. So it's essentially Chris and I can be essentially the master chefs of our place, the executive chefs and create a feeling and a vibe and a flavor that our team can easily replicate. Awesome. And uh, Chris, do you have anything? 
That's where I was kind of going. Sorry, bro. <laughs> it's okay. That's the heaviest hitting piece of technology we have. And to elaborate that on that a little bit is we're able to do, you know, the, if you know specialty coffee even a little bit, pour over is like a hot commodity yeah. right now. Individually prepared cups of coffee of different varietals, different coffees. We can do those faster than probably anybody on the planet because we use a machine that's not intended to do that, but program it in such a way that it does. Oh, awesome. Uh, did you mention, is that the same machine? Or is there? Yes. Just, okay, cool. I'm not much of a coffee guy. Apologize. That's okay. That's it's fair. by it's, La Marzocco. <laughs> it's an espresso machine. It's designed to be an espresso machine, but Did we've you? adjusted the water delivery, the pump pressure, and the brew cycle to actually brew individual cups of coffee. Just to go to show how much of a coffee guy I'm not, when I was reaching out to Sam uh, Lewinton, what's it? Say his name for me again. Louis Vuitton is perfect. Uh, Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Sam Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I spelt espresso with an X. And oh, dude, you went X. Yeah, I X, was X going to give it to you. That's how you that's how you impress somebody to get to be a guest on your show right there. Perfect. He just he just corrected me and it was really embarrassing. But anyway, um, with, <laughs> with all of the knowledge you have now, if you could go back in time and give your past self one piece of business advice, what would it be? I would say don't undervalue yourself as a brand and your ideals one thing that I did in pretty much every job I had prior is I relied on the structure and the shape of the company to shape what was going to be my future. And I was always trying to figure out where I could get plugged into the company, rise within that company. But I didn't stop and say, you know what? I have all these ideas and so much value that exists outside of this framework. If I could go back in time, I would have left a lot of the companies I was working for well earlier and started pursuing my own passions and my own interests just start right just start just get it all right i would definitely i would definitely get myself educating around the things that i believe in and find and find my whys in my company like Mm -hmm. why is this happening why is this important to us and if you can't find those answers then yeah get out and find yourself a place where you do align with the values and I couldn't find my whys, but I stuck with stuff for way too long as well. Yeah, and to, to learn more about the power of why, uh, you got to check out Simon Sinek's work. If that's a an area you want to explore more, start with why is an incredible book uh, yep. that will really help steer you to find your personal why. And uh, all right, guys, what's one question I could have asked you that you think would have brought uh, more value to this interview? I'm always curious. I touched on this before. I always want to know how people balance their mental and physical health with running a company. How do you balance your mental and physical health while running a company? uh, I have very (laughs) scripted morning routine. So I get up before anything else happens. I drink a little water and then I do two different to-do lists. One to-do list is the to-do list for the day that I'm in right then. And then I'll have another to-do list, which is goals that are on a longer time frame, maybe three or six months. And then throughout the week, I'll continually break down those goals into smaller things. And it's just this really simple thing that keeps me on track, as well as some other plugins. I use the Momentum app for Chrome, which when you open up a new tab in Chrome, it gives you, like a, again, a bulleted to-do list and like a main focus for the day instead of showing you your most visited sites so you don't get sucked into like <laughs> hanging out on Facebook when you should be changing the world. I love I love Momentum. I use it too. It's a great resource. Uh, it really is. And Jared, did you have anything that you're thinking about? Uh, it's the same question. It's, it is 
so valuable for people to take care of themselves. Your best self is only as like healthy as you are mentally and physically and spiritually. So yeah, I have a similar routine to Chris in the morning. I do a, I do a meditation time writing and I, I read a Bible and then I, you got to make sure that there's time in your life, in your week where you take your phone and you put it somewhere else and you don't access it for like at least an hour, maybe more. Yeah. And at least put that discipline into practice because we'll find ourselves addicted to technology more so than we realize. Yep. If you can't connect with you, it's over, dude. And this, this is a topic that really sings to me because I'm currently trying to develop a morning routine and I've done some research on this. And if you're in that same position, or if you want to develop a morning routine, uh, a big part of it is just starting creating habits that are easily attainable. Uh, things that you don't, if you want to start running a mile every morning, or if you want to start running every morning, don't try to run three miles, try to run a quarter of a mile and just develop the habit first. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's the hard part. Develop, focus on developing the habits and then your routines will come into uh, frame over time. But uh, awesome Boom. stuff guys. Um, this has been a blast. I, I wrap up every episode by having you guys call somebody out. So give me some cafe owners. Give me some people that you think are just incredible cafe owners uh that have inspired you uh that you think would be great guest mentors on the show like you were for us today man can we reach outside of coffee yeah absolutely i gotta give a shout out to he's a local santa cruz guy david kinch if you could get him on the show i don't know if he's been on he owns manresa they're a three michelin star restaurant and he also just opened up a place called the bywater which is a new orleans style I guess, bistro cocktail bar kind of thing. Awesome. Amazing. Phenomenal local chef. And Jared. Yeah. Same thing. I don't, I don't know if I can go into coffee. I've been really impressed honestly with other, with other industries right now. Like coffee's not my inspiration. So there's a guy named Justin Berg I talked to and he's high up at CrossFit, which is based out of Santa Cruz. And I know it's like a worldwide trend, but he and I just talk nonstop systems, training, external education, so on and so forth, just personal growth. And that's, he's in charge of a lot of that for CrossFit. And so he and I talk hard. He's our guy, David, Justin Berg. David Kinch and Justin Berg. Look out, guys. I'm coming after you. I'd love to get you on the show. And let the folks at home know, guys, if we want to come maybe work for you, if we're living in the Santa Cruz area, or maybe we just want a good pot of coffee, uh, how can we connect? Maybe you have some special things coming up, too, you want to mention. Go, go. Yeah, yeah. So you can find us on the interwebs at catandcloud.com. If you're in the Santa Cruz area, we're in the Pleasure Point neighborhood. 3600 Portola is our address. And on our website, you'll find links to the podcast, links to the blog, so you can read up on us. This coming Wednesday, which is the 11th, we're doing a live podcast from Seattle at the La Marzocco KEXP Cafe. La Marzocco is the company that manufactures the espresso machines that we use in the cafe. Um, and we're going to be their resident roaster for the month of January. So starting on the 10th, they're going to use our coffee in Seattle all month. It's right by the space needle. If you're in Seattle, drop on by, but Wednesday, the 11th from six to eight, we're going to do a live podcast there. Um, you can find JT on the Instagram at J you can find me on the gram at Real Chris Baca, and I also have a YouTube channel where I just kind of chronicle some things and drop some little specialty coffee knowledge bombs. Which again, search for Real Chris Baca on YouTube, and you will find it. But right. if you want to come to Seattle and party with us, we'd love it. <laughs> we'd love it. Shoot me a link so I can have that embedded in the uh, show notes. A link to that live uh, show where people can tune into that, and uh, I'll have the links to how to connect with you, all of your social media handles, a summary of today's yeah. discussion, all at restaurantunstoppable.com slash three forty. 
394. Uh, so that's restaurant supple bus. That's 394. Uh, they'll be, wow, I'm all over the place. It's 294. <laughs> it's 294. <laughs> 294. It's, man, it's been a long day. Uh, restaurant on the floor. Com slash 294. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much, Chris, Jared. You guys have been awesome. It was a, tr- a real treat talking to you guys and super excited for what you guys are putting out into the world. And uh, can't wait to see where you guys end up. Really you, appreciate it. Beautiful. Cheers. We'll cut You're a great guy. I was, I was, <laughs> <laughs> dude, cool. <laughs> That was just a ton of fun. I had a blast speaking with these two guys today, Jared Truby and Chris Baca. Thank you guys so much uh, for coming on the show and uh, just, you know, uh, making the world a better place in general with your podcast. And uh, I love that mentality of just uh, sharing what you know and, and lifting the industry up and not having walls, but, you know, just collaboration and um it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us and this industry. And you guys get it. I get it. And uh, the big takeaway I had in the show was, you know, start writing your story. Start figuring out what it is that you love about this industry and uh, focus on that. And, uh, you know, choose to do something great with your life. If you're not in the position right now to open your own place, you are in the position to surround yourself with the people that can help you get there. You can put yourself in front of content uh, like their podcast, like this podcast, like an abundance of other resources out there, books. You know, what are you doing with your downtime? Pick up a book, listen to an audiobook, make yourself a person of value. Uh, don't just go with the flow, live intentionally and start writing that story. Start being somebody who's freaking incredible and uh, you'll have far more success and. Uh, you'll you'll resonate with far more people, but uh, just get that brand essence. Find out what it is that drives you and what it is you want to do in the world that will make the world a better place and then use your business, use your personal brand to deliver that message and uh, you will have far more success and just tons of great advice in this uh, partnerships, uh, you know, knowing where you're strong and finding people who are uh, strong where you're weak and partnering with them because it takes so many skills, guys. Uh, it's going to be much harder. To, you're going to be a really incredible person to be able to, to do all the things you'll need to do to be super successful today with the way competition is with you know, it, it surround yourself with those people who are strong where you're weak. And I, I love this trifecta they have going on. Uh, they're the, the three of these guys are an incredible team uh, and beautiful stuff. Um, can't wait to see where they go. All right, guys, like always, just a reminder, if you're finding value in this podcast, please share it. Please share it with anybody you know who is passionate about the restaurant industry, who wants to make incredible things happen in their life. Uh, you know, it's a matter of surrounding yourself with like-minded people and you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with and you can spend time with the most incredible minds in the industry just by hitting play uh so you know share this resource let's rise together let's let's break down the walls like chris and jared suggest and just start sharing what it takes to be successful and you got to spread the word in order for that to happen and leave me a five-star review on itunes and stitcher radio guys that helps so 
much with getting uh, just, you know, recognized and ranking high and validating uh, the work that I'm doing. So if you have left a review, thank you so much. Uh, if you haven't, please do. And uh, shoot me an email, eric at restaurantstoppable.com. Tell me who you want to hear from. This isn't just a Eric Cacciatore podcast. This is a restaurant industry podcast. It's it's you guys and me working together to, to find out who has the knowledge and I'll extract that knowledge. So tell me who you want to hear from. If you know them personally, make a connection for me. That'd be great. And uh, set up those one-on-one one five minute chats uh, so we can just connect and you can tell me what your, tra- your, your your challenges are maybe I can help you connect with the right person maybe I can create content around those challenges and then lastly uh, don't forget you can head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash tools and slash books for a complete list of all the, the books and tools our past guests have recommended if you're opening a restaurant if you don't know where to start what resources to use what technologies to leverage in your restaurant that would be a great place to start or just ask me and I can point you in the right direction always here uh to support you guys so we're at a minute and i'm sorry an hour and seven minutes that means i gotta shut up and let you guys go until next time peace out